The Midwest Film Nerds podcast is now available on Stitcher Radio. Download the free Stitcher Radio app from the Android and iTunes app stores to start streaming our show today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I'm Nick. Today we're going to talk about film news. We're going to play a new game called Factor Fiction. And then we're going to uh, finish out the episode with a review of the original Godzilla 1954. The Japanese version, of course. Gojira. Yes. Um, the OJ version. Yes, the, <laughs> the original Japanese version. Um, so before we get to that, uh, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Please write us some feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Is that a screwdriver? <laughs> no, it's OJ, actually. Uh, OJ. OJ, OJ uh, Godzilla. Um, for the folks at home, Willie is drinking an orange liquid. Yes, it's actually Sunny Delight, but oh, close well. enough to orange juice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, feedback windows from nerds.com. Give us a call at 248-7335-MFN or 248-7335-636. Leave us a voicemail. We still haven't had our first voicemail yet. Victor, stop listening, guys. Oh. Yeah. Tim didn't live up to his promise. <laughs> He said he was going to be the first drunk dial. Oh, well, it could still happen. <laughs> I know he drunk texted us all this weekend. So. <laughs> um, and MidwestFilmNerds.com. Go there for full show notes. You can find time codes for each episode and all of our previous episodes, not just the 30 or 40 that are in iTunes. Um, so, 30 or 40, wow. Huh? 30 or 40, wow. That's a lot. We have 74. That's a lot. Including this We've one. We've done this 74 times. Not including <laughs> bonus episodes. So, um, All right. So our film news for today, uh, uh, yesterday, which would be Sunday, which is not the yesterday that you listeners are hearing this on. <laughs> but um, yesterday, Zack Snyder was confirmed to direct a Justice League film after Batman vs. Superman. Uh, we also know that a theater actor has been cast in the role of Cyborg, who is a DC hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we think about this? I mean, we kind of, you can go back to our review on uh, Man of Steel to kind of see where we all fell on that. Uh, I think I've warmed up to it a little bit. I think Willie feels about the same, that it was good. Mm-hmm. Nick enjoyed it quite a bit. We're talking about the movie? Man of Steel. Oh, okay. So, so we've been hearing casting rumors and whatnot, and we think most of the Justice League is going to pop up in this movie. We don't really know in what capacity, except for maybe Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. She's got a costume, at the very least, Mm -hmm. so she's probably going to get a little bit more play. But uh, what do you guys think about Zack Snyder returning a third time, even though we haven't seen the second it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I was kind of buying into that rumor that they were shooting him back to back. Yeah. Um, still hasn't been confirmed. Could but. be still be the case. Yeah. Um, no, I'm okay. I, I'm okay with it. I, I like. I, I didn't hate uh, Man of Steel. I thought that it was a cool movie. Um, I had some issues with it, but I think it was a solid start. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely a solid step in the right direction to get things kind of kick things off. Um, but it's, it, it, you know, I mean, of course, it's nerve wracking to hear that. There's all these characters popping up and stuff. You know, it makes you wonder um, how it's going to affect the the first on-screen pairing of Batman and Superman, uh, yeah. other than the Lego movie. <laughs> the first live-action uh, on-screen pairing. So it's... I'm a little nervous about it just because... I'm more nervous about the 
incorporating, you know, Wonder Woman and Cyborg and, and you know, maybe Matt Damon as Aquaman and, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and I don't know, we'll see. I, I'm excited to see what DC does. Um, I'm more excited to see which individual properties they determine, they they're, they decide to tackle after, after the yeah. fact. Um, I think that'll be really interesting because I think there's a lot of very cool DC characters that have not had any sort of real chance to to show their worth to audiences. And I, I, I'm very excited to see, much in the same way that characters like Captain America or Iron Man, who a lot of the general audience didn't know going into those movies, maybe. Um, I'm excited to see what they think of characters like... Uh, you know, Red Tornado, who's my my favorite, and uh, Martian Manhunter, and Martian Manhunter, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm 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 excited. I I want other directors, obviously, at some point to help out here because yeah, I, I mean, I you know, Zack Snyder can't direct all of these movies, but um, <laughs> but he spends the next 15 years doing nothing but DC, nothing but DC properties. Um, but I like Zack Snyder, and um, and I I'm very curious to see where we go. So all right, yeah. Nick. How do you uh, feel about the news? I think it's cool. I think it's uh, it's an interesting idea to kind of keep. It's it's a lot like it's a lot like DC's publishing world is, where they don't have they have a house style. Every artist models their art after Jim Lee, mm-hmm. and I think that it'd be it's interesting that they're kind of seem to be going down that same path with the movies, where they're going to Zack Snyder's going to make at least the next two, and after that they might hire directors that are going to kind of emulate that look. With that feel, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Who directed the 300 movie? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Zack Snyder. No, the other one. Zack Snyder. Oh well. <laughs> um, I I think it's cool. I, I don't. I think uh, I think it's a good decision. I think it's cool that they're showing that much faith in him. Like they must like where Batman Superman's going already. If yeah. they're like, you're going to head up the end all be all. And I know. At some point on the show, I don't remember if it was the Man of Steel episode or not, but I talked about how I think it's a good idea for DC. I think it's the best idea for DC to make Justice League first and then make the rest of the properties. As long as they throw all their all their worth into making Justice League awesome. And make it work. Yes. Yeah. Because they're they're make not gonna work. make <laughs> what? Nothing. They're uh, they're not going to make a lot of money. They're not if they just make a solo Aquaman movie and put it up in theater. <laughs> not that many people are going to go see it. But if yeah. he has like some amazing action sequences in uh, Justice, Justice League. League, yeah, people might be like, "Wow, that was actually really cool." I'd like kind of like Hulk. Like, were people going to go see another solo Hulk movie? Yeah, probably. But once they saw him, what he was capable of in Avengers, they were like, "Oh my god!" They started asking Give for us another, a Hulk movie. Right, yeah, right. absolutely. Not, and not to mention, I think. From somewhat of the numbers, I don't have a good idea of it, but I think the Avengers has boosted Captain America numbers internationally oh, as well as domestically. Sure. So um, for for Marvel, uh, they had the benefit for tying most of their big names together, and they had the the, the hype machine of of Iron Man kind of pushing the whole thing forward. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think DC is taking the road at right approach, in my opinion, by making Justice League first. And if they make it, you know, if clearly they're hiring a guy who knows how to do action, because I think Man of Steel has some of the best superhero action that we've ever seen on screen. And and then they're going to hopefully, you know, bring a nice, cool, coherent, you know, engaging story to uh, Batman Superman um, 
frankly, Batman and Superman feels at this point kind of like Star Wars, where it's going to make money no matter what because people want to see Batman and Superman mm-hmm. how they're going to fight. But the marquee value is so high. Yeah, on it's that. insane, and uh, it's the boardwalk of movies basically right yeah, now. Absolutely. Like, uh, but I think that they're they know they know what's at stake. I think they're finally kind of getting their act together, and they're like, we got to make this really great if we're gonna if we're gonna succeed. So I think uh, hiring Snyder is a good idea. I think sneaking Cyborg in there a little bit, I think he's probably going to have five minutes tops. He's going to yeah. be a really small, like l- probably Lucius Fox-esque role. Based on what I've heard about the the pro- plot of Batman and Superman that's kind of leaking out there, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of scientists running around <laughs> and a lot of corporate types. So uh, I think we kind of know where he's going to show up. So I think it's cool. I think it's all good news so far. I'm glad it's kind of trickling out there, and uh, I'm excited to hear more. I want to. I'm, I'm dying to see some stills from Batman Superman. I just want to see the suit so bad. You got a couple months. Got to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah I mean, um, yeah. It's I. It's not a big surprise that Justice League is coming. No. I think we all kind of anticipated it, and DC tried to be like, "Yeah, I don't know if that's in the cards right now." And then they're like, "Oh, hey, Justice League movie." But um, yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting to kind of take the whole approach of let's put all these people in the movie, kind of see who works, who garners interest, who gets that oh hey we want a Hulk movie, like mm-hmm, who's going to mm-hmm. get that, what reaction the audience has to each of these characters, and then kind of strategically plan out who gets the the singular movie treatment if they decide to go that way, which they yeah, should who knows? maybe maybe not maybe they're just going to keep making Justice League movies because. If all you got to do is, like, arguably, Ben Affleck's the biggest name there, and Henry Cavill didn't, like, explode. No. So, it's not like it's going to be as tough to coordinate this group as it is going to be as tough to coordinate Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Robert Downey Jr., Mm -hmm. Mark Ruffalo. So... That I, you know, may, maybe they won't have to do the singular movie, and maybe they shouldn't because even some Marvel movies, people are like, why isn't the rest of the team there? So, sure, you know, or maybe they'll be doing like they'll make like a Wonder Woman movie, and then that'll be it. Because I don't know if we're gonna get in a Man of Steel too. I mean, I ever. don't, I don't think we will. So it could be interesting if they're like, hey, we'll make Justice League, and then everybody gets one movie, and then we make Justice League two, and then we just recast, or then we. Make, make Justice League get, 3. Get new, get other players. And yeah, because the... DC's universe is so... I mean, Justice mm-hmm. League is even more hilariously rostered than the Avengers. I mean, yeah. there are so many members of the Justice League. Well, of course, League there's like eight different iterations of, you know, the yeah, pretty much Justice everybody League in the, and... DC's universe is a member of the Justice League because they're like, they're not going to argue. Superman's like, hey, join Justice League. And they're like, oh, okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. Don't kill me. <laughs> um, one of the things I think is in regards to the kind of the complaints about, okay, why didn't so-and-so show up in so-and-so's movie and, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, one of the nice things about doing it the way DC is doing it or seems to be doing it is that if you make a Wonder Woman, movie, Wonder Woman movie after Justice League, it doesn't have to be a sequel to Justice League. It can be a prequel. It can it can yeah, show you true. how she got to the point she is in Justice League. They could go back. And they could do that and for people the might dig that. They might be like, wow, she's a really cool character. Show me how she came to be. That's what concerns me. I know this. This is never mind. This isn't related. We can move on. It's not that. Let's <laughs> well, just give us a little, a little snippet. I really hate what they're doing with the Flash. Like they're, I don't like because the Flash is like that. That he's Justice League. Like Green Arrow, he comes and goes. You know, he's not yeah. what you think of immediately. But if you just Google search Justice League, Flash is always there. Yeah. And I don't like that they're like, here's this, here making a TV show for him. Like it's cool the way it was born, and I'm excited to see it, but. 
now that Justice League is like on the books and it's like happening, I want to see real like grown up Flash. I don't. Sure. It just makes me think that they're not going to tie them together. I don't. I think it's it's we can kind of rule that but out. But do you think they're going to cast a new Flash for the movies? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Oh God, would that be weird though? It might be weird for you people. had Brandon yeah. Routh and what's his nuts. Yeah, that's true. And, and no one all right, yeah. All right, all right, so all right. I I think that's probably, no. You're right. Fair I, enough. From the, I guess I was kind of hoping that Ollie from Arrow would show up, and if he does, and there's a different Flash, it's going to be really <laughs> yeah, strange. that'd be really strange. I I would love to see to see Green Arrow make the jump, at least maybe not as a team member, but to have him around. I would love to see him in it. I think he fits super well. I, I think he'll be and, like I said to you the other night. I think he'll be Wave Two. Maybe yeah, and I like I you know it's. Like I think I we'll said, get we'll get the the Blue Beetle and the Booster Gold and the and the. The Animal Mans and that, they'll be coming in Justice League 3 ish. Some of the less popular yeah, Green yeah, Lanterns yeah. and stuff. But, like, I, we haven't really seen much. We haven't seen The Flash. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen any of it. True. I mean, it could, maybe it could come together in a way that you would be okay with seeing him on screen. You don't know it at the moment. And your first reaction is that you don't necessarily like it, which is fine. But. It's not that I don't like it. I don't. It would, everything would be fixed if his name was Wally West. I'd be like, I'd be like 100% perfect. He can segue into the movie because he's supposed to be Barry Allen. And he's like, I mean, the Justice League should all be adults. <laughs> they should all be grownups. They should be in their 30s and they should be seasoned and like they've got shit on lock. And for the Flash to be like a 22 year old who's learning how to use his powers, it's kind of like, mm, doesn't really appeal to me that much. Yeah, that would be something better for like a, like a cyborg in the show. Or, you know, he, I, I'd be okay with him being the younger guy on the Because he's kind of a... They've kind of used him as a segue for new readers into the Justice League anyway. In the in the current books, he's now become a staple member of the Justice mm-hmm. League. Yeah. So it's he's kind of nice because he's the eyes for the audience because they're so larger than life. And he's kind of a new... You know, he's a, he's and the he's newest relatively of the human, humanoid. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, so. But, but I, I agree. I, I don't think Flash is the is the character to serve that purpose. Yeah. You know? I you know I I don't I don't know uh, I think that that uh, never mind I don't know I don't, I don't speculate think, any further I don't think DC has their stuff together to make to to meld those two I'm together. excited though just the the as exciting as the notion of the Avengers was to see it all happen on screen all those characters being together seeing Batman and Superman and the Flash and Green Lantern and and Wonder Woman together on screen is gonna that's like that's insane I'm wondering if they're gonna touch Green Lantern that's insane. I don't know. I, I hope don't, so. We'll see. I mean, who else are they going to have? Just yeah. the big three and Cyborg? That's They've got to have... And Matt Damon? <laughs> Aquaman. It's true. I mean, they could save Aqua Damon for later, I guess. I just... I, it, I think... I'm telling you, I want to kick-ass Aquaman scene, though. I want to see, like, a tidal wave of sharks just going into the city <laughs> and eating they, bad guys. Just, just a wave, eating like, Free Willy style, yes. just <laughs> soaring over cliffs and stuff. Could be cool. Yeah. Could be interesting. Should be cool. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. If anyone's going to make that action work, uh, it's Snyder. I mean, he's got... They already kind of teased the Flash, essentially, with Feora from Man of Steel. Yeah. Like, that was so cool. Yeah. And the Flash would be even faster. It would be, mm-hmm. it'd be amazing. So, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. I'm excited to see progress. Like, <laughs> to the see wheels start are rolling. trying to go yeah, somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's exciting. I, it's, it's interesting. I, uh... Clearly, we don't see all the cogs turning. I, I hope that they're a little bit more, um... <clears throat> I hope they're being more measured than it seems. It seems like the Avengers was the thing that was like, boom, we need to make this happen. And I, I don't think that's a nice organic way for... It feels forced a little bit, possibly. It might have just been the wake-up call they needed, though, because, I mean, it's already been two years since Avengers. 
We're not going to yeah. see Batman until next year. We won't see Justice League until 2017, probably. So, yeah. We're out. not going to see Batman until two years from now. Oh, is it 2016? Yeah, it is 2016, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. God damn. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> All right. On to Factor Fiction, brought to us by... Factor Fiction? Factor Fiction. Factor Fiction. Factor Fiction. Did you take your factor today, Willie? <laughs> this is not hemoblogging. It is. <laughs> 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 Uh, Hemoblogging, entry one, fact or fiction? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so, <clears throat> Willie, if you would describe your brainchild. So, um, what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to give out points, much like we did with Tagline Takedown or um, Shooting Title Showdown. <laughs> um, but what we're going to do here is... Fact or fiction something uh, down? You're just going to let it in. Fact or fiction is okay. okay. If, if any of our audience members would like to call in on our phone number, which was <coughs> mentioned previously... 248-7335-MFN or 248-7335-636. And give us ideas for fact or fiction uh, for the new title, that'd be fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Um, Drunken Tim included. Um, so I'm going to give you guys two facts. One of them is actually a fact. One of them is not a fact at all. Um, you and might say it's fiction. You might say it's fiction. It's a fiction fact. Fact fiction. fiction. Man factus. Um, <laughs> and and you so guys get fictus? to <laughs> you guys get to guess which one you think is actual truth and which one is so. Not. So we don't. Nick and I are. It's not a of, team. Yeah, we're situation. not. A, okay. You can pick separate things. You can pick the same thing. Okay. Anything goes. So, are you ready for your first facts? All right. All right. Um, there was an alternate ending filmed for Titanic in which Leonardo DiCaprio's character of Jack survives. Okay? That's your first one. Your second one is, for Terminator 2, during the scene where there are two Sarah Connors, the second Sarah Connor, that is the, actually the T-1000, was Linda Hamilton's twin sister. Is it? Let me let me ask. Is it possible that they are both true or both false? Or no, is one always true. One is always true, and the other one is always false. And one is always false. Okay, interesting. Um, uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, the Jack surviving is true. Jack that's, surviving that's is true. Vote. Okay, that's my vote. I vote. Uh, Linda Hamilton had a twin double. And. The winner of this one is Nick. It was Linda Hamilton's twin sister standing behind her pointing a gun at her. Interesting. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Our next one. During the filming of a movie, um, Steve Buscemi got in a bar fight and was stabbed in the throat <coughs> with a broken beer bottle. <laughs> in The Wizard of Oz, the ruby, ruby slippers were actually pink, and because of the color correction, were changed to ruby in post-production. Hmm... Mm. Mm. <laughs> Work it out, boys. <laughs> Buscemi. Buscemi's true for me. Buscemi's that's, true? That's, that's my guess. Okay. Me too. You're both correct. Yeah. Filming, so the shoes uh, were gray, weren't they? Uh, no, they were actually they were no, red. They were, they were red. The okay, yep. sorry. Um, to, to let our audience know what was up with that first one. Um, Steve Buscemi and Vince Vaughn went to the bar together. Uh, well, they were filming a uh, domestic disturbance. Vince Vaughn apparently got mouthy with some people, some locals, and they got in a bar fight. Steve Buscemi literally got stabbed in the throat with, a, with, with some sort of beer bottle or something and, like, almost died. So that's Jeez. true. All right. All right. Two to one, Nick. Two to one, Nick. Um, in Deliverance. Have you seen Deliverance, boys? No. Okay. They meet a, a banjo playing... Uh, Yokel. Yes. And it's a, it's a quintessential scene. 
What actually happened was they were driving through for location scouting and just found this guy and decided to shoot him playing banjo. All right. Okay. The second fact is during the filming, (laughs) during the filming of Lord of the Rings, uh, Christopher Lee's character has to stab another character. And while they were filming, he informed director Peter Jackson that that is not the sound that one makes when they are stabbed. They make a different sound because of his time in the secret service in the British secret service. Those are both, like, so plausible. <laughs> I'm saying Christopher Lee is true. I Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee as well. The Christopher Lee stabbing is true? Yes. All right. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, I knew that one was when true. He, when he, uh, <laughs> when he stabs a certain right. character, he, or he, I'm sorry, when he is stabbed by a certain character, he told Peter Jackson that he knew how to, how to react because he stabbed some people in his day. <laughs> in so, World War One. Yes, yeah. which is amazing to me. Where is that biopic? <laughs> Um, He's got a metal album that came out last year or whatever. Incredible. All right. Um, So three, two. Three to two. In the film The Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins is not seen blinking once on screen for the entire movie. Not even once. And the other one is Hitler's favorite film of all time was King Kong. Uh... Hitler. Hitler. I say Hitler. Hitler? All right. I say Hitler. <clears throat> this is tricky. I mean, the, the uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hopkins one was true. What? But See, I know he closes his eyes in the movie. I can remember distinct scenes, but I wonder if that counts as blinking. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Blinking, you, you, could, you could see Anthony Hopkins being like, I'm going to take, or, right. or taking the direction of like, I want you to not blink in order to make your character more. So question, if this was Daniel Day-Lewis, it'd be an automatic, like, yeah, he didn't blink, right? <laughs> so now it's a game of strategy. Do I go the other way and hope that I'm right? This is the beauty of or this do game. do I go together with Alex and take the either guaranteed point or guaranteed loss? There, there, are, there are options here. I'm going to shake it up and say Hopkins is true. Hopkins? Mm-hmm. Alex is correct. Ah, King yes. Kong was Hitler's favorite film. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I, I thought I had heard that one before. So little insight into the uh, the man, I guess. All right, now we're tied up. All right, okay. Here's your first one. Here, there, there was your mistake. Okay, never mind. Let's no, go no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 okay. no. I don't want to ruin this. Okay, I don't want to hurt this moment. <laughs> um, the character of Jock in Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, his pilot friend that drops him off at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The actor who plays Jock actually saved the cast of Jurassic Park while filming. Saved their lives by flying them out of a hurricane. And (laughs) your other one is, in Psycho, during the filming of Psycho, um, Alfred Hitchcock wanted nothing but freezing cold water coming from the shower during filming to create a a feeling of tension in the actress. (laughs) (laughs) This is so much fun watching you you squirm, Alex. I love this. I'm going to go with... uh... Psycho in the cold water. Cold waters? Yeah. Hmm. Will, you're very good at not giving anything. <laughs> I'm glad. I was actually a little concerned about that. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I don't have a great poker face, but... <clears throat> I'll go Jock. Can you go Jock? Jock saved the lives. Oh. He literally oh. flew them in a helicopter, which is amazing to me. See, I, I knew some other good trivia about that guy, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't remember because wasn't he uh, Ford's 
stand-in as well? I believe so. On the first film, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there was some other good trivia about that guy, so I was thinking, how could I have not heard this story? But It's pretty amazing, isn't yeah, it? That's, that's funny. Nuts. All right. So how's everybody feeling? We got, we got a little time to chill we, here. We're, we're four, doing good. Four, three. Fantastic. Nick, four. Me, three. Fantastic. Me, three. Man factus. You guys ready for your next one? Yes. <clears throat> okay. During the filming of The Dark Knight, Michael Caine actually fainted on set when he first saw Heath Ledger in character during a shared scene. And the other fact is, Bill Murray was actually the number one choice to play Batman for director Tim Burton. Both Batman related, that's cool. That was nice. Fun to tie it into each other. Uh, Hmm. I... I'm going to go with with Bill Murray. Murray? Yeah. I'm going to go with Bill Murray as well. Absolutely correct, fellas. Although, I'm going to throw this out there. Michael Caine forgot his lines. He did forget his lines during the first scene he saw. Because he was so freaked out. He was terrified. He he just didn't say his lines, and he doesn't actually have lines in the finished product either because of that. (laughs) He just throws up. (laughs) Just projectile vomits (laughs) on some extras. Okay. 5-4, Nick. All right. Our next one. Marlon Brando, to get his trademark uh, Godfather Don Corleone voice, stuffed cotton swabs in his mouth to make the <laughs> sounds that he makes. <laughs> and the Wookiee suits in Star Wars are actually made from real human hair. Oh, jeez. I... Both of those could easily be, be true. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> That's how the game is played. I mean... it's. I'm going to go with Don Corleone. Corleone? Cotton swabs? That's, that sounds so familiar. Work it out, Alex. Work it out for our listeners here. I mean, it, it, it would make it sense out. because his, you know, his cheeks are pretty full in sure. those scenes. Absolutely. And, uh, the scenes of that movie that I haven't seen. And, uh, <laughs> but the Chewbacca hair, I don't know. Want me to throw out some other facts for you about these? No. No? You sure? No. Nick already made his choice, so I should only get the <laughs> same information. Uh, I gotta go with Corleone. Corleone? Yeah. And Nick, you went with? Corleone. Corleone. Actually, it's the other one. Really? Um, yeah. That's actually a, a common misconception. He used them during the, um, audition for the role, but then he actually went to a dentist and had a prosthetic made for the inside of his ah, mouth to alter his speech, okay. which means that Wookiee hair is real human hair, which is the <laughs> scariest thing I've ever heard. And how bad did that thing smell? Like, oh, jeez. On top of Peter Mayhew's sweat, it was actual human hair. Um, all wow. right. So what are we at now, boys? Uh, it's still 5-4. Five, 5-4, four, five, four. Nick? Huh? Okay. God, I could have made it up there. All righty. During the filming of Jaws... <laughs> During the filming of Jaws, director Steven Spielberg invited George Lucas to set. He wanted to check out the uh, animatronic shark named Bruce, correct? Is that the name of the shark? Thank you. I always forget the name. And um, he actually put his hand in the mouth, and the mouth closed down on his hand, and he was stuck in the shark for an extended period of time. Um, (laughs) Your other fact is that Charlie Chaplin actually went to a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest and lost almost instantly. (sighs) God damn, uh, that's good. <laughs> that sounds so good. 
You said Lucas got his hand stuck. George Lucas, Lucas was the was, uh, was the victim of Bruce. Yes. Mm. There is a there is a friendship between those two, Lucas and Spielberg. Mm-hmm. That does exist. Precedent does exist. Of course, I'm also aware of the friendship, so I could just be. That's true. That's know, true. Not to sway you in any direction, which is not at all what I'm trying to do. Mm. I personally think the visual of of uh, George Lucas screaming it's, in agony as the robotic shark kills him. It's pretty fantastic. It's pretty great. I'm, I'm going to go with Chaplin. Chaplin? Yeah. That's also a, a wonderful story. <laughs> it's pretty great. Anytime somebody loses their own lookalike contest, it's pretty fantastic. And Chaplin's the kind of quirky cat you could see going to his lookalike contest. Because <laughs> he's like, why not? Just living on the edge. Nick is Nick is fighting on this I'll go one. George. Go, go George. Lucas, yeah. Nick is correct. George ah. Lucas got trapped in Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I knew somebody wow. did, but I thought maybe it was the writer. Lucas, I thought maybe you had you had fucked it, fucked with us and been like <laughs> twisted it. Yeah. I tried not to do that. I will throw that out there. I wasn't. Okay. I tried. I not wanted to, to ask you, but I didn't want to tip my hand. I tried not to do that. Okay. So okay. So six to. F- Four. Six to four. This is your chance. 25 or six to four. You can tie this bad boy up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> In the film It, Stephen King's It, Tim Curry plays the clown of Pennywise. That is his actual hair on the Pennywise costume. That is Tim Curry's hair. Uh... The other fact is that all of the cast members that played Fellowship members in Fellowship of the Ring actually got matching tattoos on their bodies to signify their fellowship. Look at looking at a picture of it. I I I'm I'm going to have to go with the Lord of the Rings tattoo. Me too. That's Tim Curry's actual hair. That is actually Tim Curry's didn't, hair. Didn't they all get tattoos though? They're not matching though. Uh, no, they all got matching tattoos except for one member. And it was uh, John Reese davies He ah, sent his stunt right. double to get the tattoo for him. That's right. So. Damn. Well right. done, though. It's the number that's, nine in case insane. any of our listeners. They Look got the number nine tattoo. Yeah, I don't understand how that's his hair, but it is. According to <laughs> facts that I read. That's brilliant. <laughs> if Tim Curry's listening and he wants to, uh, you know, throw me under the bus leave and say a, I'm leave wrong. Leave us a voicemail at 248 Oh my god, if Tim Curry calls as Pennywise, I will never sleep again. <laughs> okay, our fine, my final fact I have for you here. So you guys so both, I'm, I've lost. You have lost the game. This yes. is, this is uh, what, where were we at? You six were at four. Uh, six, six to four. To four. So this is just for it. fun. Okay. All right. All right. During the filming of the first Spider-Man film, um, the spider they used during some of the... The key spider, the one that does the biting, was actually not the right spider they were supposed to get on set. So, they gave the spider anesthesia and painted it while it was asleep to the right colors they wanted and then filmed the scene once it woke up. And you'll like this because it ties into our review here. The name Gojira is a mixture in Japanese of the word for gorilla and whale, okay? There was a guy at Toho who worked. He was a big, bulky Japanese guy. The production company who made Godzilla. Who made Godzilla, yeah. And he had the nickname for years, Gojira, because he was a mammoth of a man. They named the monster after this gentleman, this this guy that worked for Toho. Oh, so we've got Godzilla origin named after dude who works at Toho. Or 
Spider-Man anesthesia. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Painted paint, spider. Paint, paint spiders. That PETA probably would have enjoyed. Ah, to me, a Godzilla sounds more probable, but that could just be Willie, Willie being good at his job. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I found my calling. Willie be like, no, it was named after the director's dog. <laughs> dog <laughs> then it would be Dogzilla. <laughs> Dogzilla, amazing. What do you think, Nick? I'm, God, I'm, Godzilla sounds like a good Japanese. Or, I mean, that sounds like something that Japanese people would do. Call a guy Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go with Godzilla as my final vote. Okay. <laughs> I'll go. You're I'll safe go, no matter Spider Man. Spider Man. Nick is correct. They knocked out a what? spider and painted it. <laughs> this is truth. Actually, oh. uh, Gojira is a mixture of, of uh, gorilla and whale. Yeah, well, because in the original uh, designs, the creature was somehow... I, don't, I haven't seen them, but somehow it was a mixture of a gorilla and a whale. Whatever the hell that is. So, they kept the name. A whale with gorilla arms. <laughs> right, just, walk, just <laughs> walking upright on gorilla legs. Anyway, so that is, uh, that's Fact or Fiction for today. Alright. Well, thank you, Willie. That was, yeah. that was fun. Good, I'm glad you had fun. My, my revelation was that once you get a leg up, you have no reason to not choose the right. other person's answer. But then that would be boring. Yeah. True, you, you could that's do that. I, that's why I, I just kept... You could do that. But whatever. That's don't, what that's, I but don't be that's, don't be a wuss. That's the I'm a button masher in fighting games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way out. Hi, my name is Alex. I'm a button masher. That's Game Shark. Don't do it. <laughs> Game Genie. Game Genie. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and then we will be right back with our review. Dude, the Game Genie would be a great Halloween costume. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> we'll be right back with our review of Godzilla Nice. <laughs> Here's our review for Godzilla 1954, directed by Ishiro Honda. Um, Honda, I should say. I know Japanese, I should say it properly. <laughs> um, so, American nuclear weapons testing results in the creation of, an, of a seemingly unstoppable dinosaur-like beast. Um, I should say, I don't think we're going to necessarily stick... Like I don't think you can spoil Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, it, it's from 1954, yeah. so, so I, I feel like we're the safe The statute here. of limitations on spoilers has expired. Yeah, and it's such like an integral part of, uh, of pop culture that I feel like it's... I'm willing to bet hardly any of the lay person who hasn't seen it knows how it ends. Mm. They probably don't know much about it other than Godzilla shows up and kicks things around. Fair enough, fair enough. But, okay, so we can we can stay away from the end for the most part. But if you don't want to be spoiled about anything Godzilla, please pause this, go check it out, and then come back. Um, Fuck it, let's talk about the ending right now. <laughs> let's go there. Uh, so, starring uh, Takashi Shimura, Akihiko Hirata, and Akira Takarada... Um, yeah, so we figured uh, Gareth Evans, Gareth, Gareth, Gareth Evans, Edwards, Ed, Gareth Edwards, Edwards, excuse me, <laughs> Gareth Edwards, director of Monsters uh-huh. and director of the upcoming Godzilla in May. Uh, we should we should check out the original before uh, 
reviewing that movie. This was technically my second actual Godzilla film, because I don't count the <laughs> Matthew Broderick one. Um, and I barely watched the one before that, which was on Saturday, Friday night. But, anyway, Godzilla, you guys are both pretty big Godzilla fans. I'm not a huge Godzilla fan, obviously. I've only seen two. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We watched it, and it, the three of us have watched it subtitled. Willie also watched the American version, uh, which is dubbed. Yeah, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yes. Okay. And was that 54 as well? That was 56. 56. Yep. All right. So, Willie, you love Godzilla. I do. Um, yeah, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I, I kind of... It's one of those things that I go back to usually, like, once a year. I'll, like, binge watch some Godzilla movies and stuff. I have I go through phases, and you guys are well aware of this. But for the listening audience, I go through weird phases where I get obsessed with something for, like, anywhere from a week to, like, three months of my life. And I just pour through it. <laughs> um, and right now it's Godzilla because of the impending uh, uh, reboot. Edwards, yes. Right. So um, I remember watching a ton of Godzilla movies. Uh, my dad would tape them for me anytime he was up late enough to watch Joe Bob Briggs drive in theater and he would screen <laughs> Godzilla movies and make fun of them during the commercial break, like in between yeah. uh, the commercial breaks. And um, I loved them. And, and this was one of the ones uh, I had taped off of TV as a kid, um, but I had the, uh, the American version. So I, I've seen the Japanese version once, maybe twice before. Um, and it was nice to watch it again now, um, kind of a little bit older and able to not uh, I mean, yeah, I still see the, the technical faults <laughs> that are obviously are going to be there from a film in 1954 in really a, a part of the world that was not renowned for its cinema at the time. It was just kind of starting to get there, especially special effects cinema. People balked at the idea of the Japanese doing a special effects movie at the, yeah. at the time this movie was made. There was like, mostly just like Kurosawa. Yeah, like that was that was it. He was, he was the one guy that, that you could count on yeah. from Japan. But, um, I mean, this movie was a huge success um, and obviously successful enough to be brought over to the States a couple of years later and have new scenes added and kind of uh, certain cultural things explained through narration yeah. to make it easier to digest for American audiences. And that's a lot of work to put into. Uh, you would never, never happen now, I don't think. <laughs> Nothing like that would happen now. Um, except for maybe 47 Ronin, and they're like, no, add Keanu, more, more they're Keanu. Just gonna, that, like, if they're going to do that, they're just going to remake the movie. That would be that would yeah. it, be easier for them to do that, probably, at this yeah. point. So, um, This this film is, it, it really, you forget how, how dark Godzilla's origins are. Um with all the sequels that followed, it was he gradually became kind of a hero character instead of a force of destruction. Mm -hmm. And they bounce back and forth throughout the series. But this one, he's just nasty. I mean, and, and, and they show not only how a big, giant, lizard-like creature that breathes fire would, would affect people. I mean, they, they show people in the hospital dying, and they show dead mothers being carried away from their children, screaming children. I mean, they show people getting crushed under rubble, and it's pretty horrific. They um, show, they, there's one shot that surprised us last night where Godzilla just completely immolates the people that are on the street. Like, they cut to a shot of that. They're dead. It's terrifying, yeah. yeah. It, it really is. And, and you can imagine, at the time, um, especially in Japan... I mean, this wasn't too long after the bombs were dropped, and obviously this movie is a response to that in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, both in the plot and kind of the the moral 
decisions that are made by the different people yeah. dealing with Godzilla, yeah. um, especially with the scientist character. Yeah. Um, and and it's you can imagine sitting in a theater uh, when this movie came out uh, in Japan and just like the the extra scare factor that would be involved in that just because of what has happened over the course of that you know the decade preceding this. Yeah. Um, I guess from what I understand, people <laughs> during certain scenes in the movie where the news reporters were saying you know. Godzilla's headed towards this place or this place. There's kind of a War of the Worlds radio play situation where people were fleeing the theater because they were so they 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 thought it was real because the character's yelling, you know, this is not a we're not joking, yeah. you know, he like kind of yells to the audience and people are like buying into it. It's <laughs> amazing to me. Um but I really enjoy this movie and it's it it's easier now like I was saying looking at it from a bit older perspective. Um, hopefully a little wiser to not pick apart some of the the goofiness of it yeah and to 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 embrace that and to realize that this is a very different time period and yeah. really just to kind of marvel at the fact that they made this happen you know i think it's cool um yeah you know that they're matchbox cars getting tipped <laughs> over by somebody's finger and and you know uh you know the, the flame breath isn't exactly super imposing at this point in godzilla's uh resume but uh <laughs> you know it's 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 a cool movie it's yeah. a cool movie and it's, I think there's a lot of messages and morals that really could still play into today. I don't think, I think they're timeless. I mean, as long as there is war and nastiness and destruction, I think Godzilla is kind of a, I think there's a reason why he's prevailed throughout the decades. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, Nick, what did you think of Godzilla? Uh, it's, it's good. It's a good movie. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's it's much like Willie said. It's it's refreshing to view it as an adult because I remember being at my dad's house getting Chinese food or uh, or pizza or something you know like that. That he and my brother and I would get together and eat and running up to uh, the video store and just renting a couple of Godzilla movies and just digging on them. Mm-hmm. Even though I was a kid, I would mostly just kind of be like be watching and then look, look just say, "Dad, what's going on?" Like for like the the story, and he'd be like, "Cause he would he was all into like the scientist angle of it, and he would like because they frequently they revolve a lot around scientists, mm-hmm. yeah." And he would always be like, "Oh, this is what's happening." I'd be like, "Okay," and I just always wanted to get to like the monsters fighting or like the first like big reveal of God. Whenever Godzilla first shows up, you're just like, "Yes, it's amazing!" <laughs> Isn't it? You're just yes, here it comes. Like shit's going down, and it's just always so fun whenever he shows up. It's cool. Um it is fun to watch him tangle with other monsters. Like that's that's the bulk of what I saw as a kid because he he hardly had any solo movies. Um, but it's cool watching it as an adult and like you said, seeing the his his dark beginnings and uh, just being like, whoa! Like the the movie, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of cheap effects and there's a lot of goofiness about it, but it holds up surprisingly well because mm-hmm. you actually. I mean, in the in the setting we were in last night, we were watching it. Uh, there were like five or six of us there, and I was like, "This is no way that we're going to be able to make it through this seriously." But in like the second act, there everybody piped down and was, yeah. paying, was paying attention and was legitimately like bothered by some of the stuff you see because it's pretty. It gets pretty heavy, and shockingly so. Um, I wish the movie did a little bit of a better job of making you. <clears throat> I guess maybe as as movies have evolved uh, and and brought us to this to where we are now in films, they do a better job of this the 
balancing out the struggle between like the scientific mind and like the the non-scientific mind mm-hmm. and this movie clearly presents the characters who don't want to harm godzilla who want to study him and learn from him and reap the benefits but nobody in the audience is going to be like that's the right thing to do yeah. everybody watching this movie is like no right your god kill it because it's just murdering everybody yeah and the movie doesn't do a very good job of making you want to agree with those characters or kind of you kind of see their side at least with the younger the younger scientist in particular Serizawa mm-hmm. the one who creates the oxygen destroyer mm-hmm. you understand why he doesn't want to reveal his weapon and and all that and it's presented really well and in a way that even today you you understand why that was written and it's pretty brilliant totally and they kind of they don't really touch on his backstory too much but no. you kind of get the vibe that he was a soldier at some point or involved in you he's know, been like, in, he's yeah. seen the horrors of war. Yeah. So, well, they yeah. all have. I yeah, mean, ab- yeah, absolutely. There's even that line where the girl goes, "Oh, I survived the the bomb," and right at the beginning of the movie, the girl riding the subway is like, oh, yeah. "I just missed the bomb in Nagasaki, and now this or something yeah. like that." Yeah. Um, it's really cool too how they build up the the sense of dread with like boats being attacked and and you never getting a glimpse of anything and until that first shot of him peering over the hill like such a troll. It's it's kind of <laughs> down the- it's kind of a weird like like you wouldn't. It's the last time you expect the. I mean, in, in this day and age, the way that would be handled is you get like this, like the slow pan up from his mm-hmm. legs to the full right. reveal, which is great. But I love how it's like literally, it's like during the day, yeah. and they're just like yeah, out yeah. scouting, and it's like, okay, Godzilla's here, and then like, he's just like, like, hey, because <laughs> he's so big, he can hey, just bros. like peek over a mountain. And it's like, it's there really they spooky are. though. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Ex- I, I really. I'm glad we watched it this close to the remake because I want to see how much what references to the original there are in the remake. I want to see if if that's when they first reveal him in the movie. It's just in the middle of the day. They just turn and he just comes out of the water, and you're just like, oh my god, that's what I'm excited about because Godzilla is so intrinsically tied to the water. Mm-hmm. He always just had that like, you, you know, the government would be hitting him with missiles and like, oh shit, he's in the water, he's gone because like we can't can't really follow him that that deep, right? And. uh I'm excited to see what they do with that in the new one. I want to see just badass shots of him just rearing up out of the water and then mm-hmm. just being like, oh, my God, <laughs> where? how is he in there? Like, how is he that big and can, yeah. can totally disappear? I always thought that was so cool, the way he's tied to the to the earth itself. Um, but it was neat. It was really neat. It was a good story. Uh, I, I'm excited to go watch the American version now again. I, I honestly can't remember which one I watched as a kid because I remembered a lot of the beats but I don't remember if it was. I presume it was the American version. It just seems like it would be more readily available back in like the, yeah. the '90s. But I should say the American version is available on Hulu Plus. Yeah, it's also available on. Uh, they both versions are available on Amazon Prime. Prime, if is you it? have, yeah. Okay. So I watched both on there, and, and yeah. Uh, I did buy the Criterion Blu-ray of this probably in the winter when they had their last Criterion How sale at Barnes and Noble. It's good. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good transfer. Actually, it's pretty. Pretty clean. As good as it can be for like a fifty-four, sure, you know, for sixty-year-old movie. That's what I was curious because it's that's like the old. I, I don't think I've ever watched. No, it, it looks old. good. I was why I wanted to. I was really anxious to see how how it would look, and it does look good. It's clean. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a neat movie. There was something else I wanted to say, but I, it escaped me. So I, oh, I did want to say real quick. Um, you were talking about the kind of sense of foreboding that you get mm-hmm. when Godzilla's on screen. <clears throat> the score is awesome. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. the, the, the Godzilla theme is one of my favorite musical themes, and I, I really hope we get at least a little play on it in the. In it, the it really the new seems one. like they they understand with everything based on the trailers and the marketing so far, including the the um, kanji mm-hmm. behind his name and the logo and. Uh, 
Yeah, it seems like we're going to get a lot of that. Also, the man, is there anything cooler than the roar, Godzilla's roar? It's amazing. Oh, it is just... It's... And right off the bat in this movie, I mean, you guys saw last night, when he first roared, I got so excited, and when his spines yeah. gl- glowed, I was like, oh my god. Like, I forgot, I mean, I knew the spines glowed, but I forgot it was that early. Right. I thought that was a later development, that they were like, hey, how about we add this visual, like, that could be cool. That even from then, like, Godzilla hasn't changed a lot since then. No. He's still pretty much the same. Yeah, absolutely. They, they tried to deviate from it in 98, and it didn't go that well. <laughs> but, um, I forgot that that happened that early, where he glows and everything, and just totally... It's all about, like, the building up of your fear. And even when he's standing there and you can see him, you can't, like, there's still something to build up to scare you. Like, oh, shit, his spines are lighting up in his eyes. And, oh, yeah. God, it's so cool. Yeah, it's 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 a movie that does a good job of putting you... And I will say, I, I really enjoyed the movie Cloverfield because I think it did it in a, moder- in a modern way that made sense for uh, that the time that it came out. I, there's something horrifying about the idea of something that big. Right. Like, can you imagine being in a city with that thing? Because like, well, you really can't get away. It'd be the scariest thing, one of the scariest situations I think you could ever, mm-hmm. you know, at least I could imagine myself in. So it's, this movie does, it, it really kind of holds, there were moments last night where I was watching, I was a little, genuinely a little creeped out. And I think the music helps, and I think the black and white actually helps a little bit, too. Yeah. So. I really, I'm anxious to see what the action sequences are like in the new one with, with, because I presume there's going to be some, like, ground. The main characters will be on the ground, and I want to see just a cool scene of them, like, trying to run through a building and just seeing him pass by, and then he gets, like, eight blocks away in a minute, but then he's coming back, and he's basically just like a hurricane. Like, you can't really... There's not a lot of rhyme or reason. Yeah. He's just going to be like, I'm going to go knock this building over. Uh, I don't like the look of that. kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. We were talking how cool a Godzilla game would be if it was from the perspective of a of a person, like a like a emergency. Absolutely, even just like a, a cop trying to clear people out of a building. It's all first person, and you just don't know where where he's gonna. Totally. Yeah, that, what was that really game awesome. that came out? That was a it was kind of a disaster type game. You had to survive. Is it I Am Alive? Was that the one? Yeah. It'd be cool to do that, but with a giant monster being with, with the Godzilla oh, it, hanging out. <laughs> it'd be neat to like try well, you, and you know. Do you remember the VR missions from Metal Gear Solid Two? Oh, Alex? Do you remember yeah. the one where there's the giant genome soldiers outside yep. and you're trying to dodge them? That always reminded me of like what a Godzilla cool Godzilla well, game would even be like. Well, because even in like in the I think even in the the original VR missions game, they have spikes on their backs like <laughs> Godzilla. So awesome. at the very least, in 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 Metal Gear Solid Two, substance they do yeah. as well. But. Um, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. It uh, it definitely holds up, which I think is uh, s- at least somewhat surprising for a movie that is sixty years 60 old. Years old. Um, and I say that in the sense of I think it still is like very effectively put together. I think there's still a lot that you can get out of it, like you said, Willie. There's like the lessons that are learned and the the moral qualms of. Uh, of what the scientist is thinking and, 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 and in hiding his kind of... I liked the allegory between... Uh, not only is Godzilla a product of the A-bomb and the H-bomb, like all the nuclear testing, but then on top of that, you get the scientists going through the qualms that I'm sure the people making the Manhattan Project went through when they were making it. Absolutely. Um, and I find that very interesting. The score, as you said, is fantastic. It's it's just got all of these really... I. I I wouldn't necessarily call them iconic because it's not. I didn't grow up with Godzilla, but they're definitely very. Uh, they're well defined and they do a good job. It's not just like background music; it's very much a score for mm-hmm. the film. Um, I did like the black and white. I thought it was interesting how they portray the flame breath in the black and white because 
It almost like it almost like it, Amy said when we were watching. It looks like frost breath because it's very white. Sure, but then Nick's like, no, like you you, you see the you see the 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 wires start to melt. So I think that's the first flame breath shot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that just kind of <laughs> you instantly realize you're like, no, that's flame breath. And then Nick's like, yeah, it's kind of like it's so blue white hot that it's kind of just like white on the screen and that I thought that was cool mm-hmm. their ability to kind of convey that was oh, it always was a bluish even it has in a color bluish, movies yeah it's not yeah. actually like fire um, it's just so hot it's nuclear fire so yeah. right right but, a spit hot fire <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, uh no I yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what what the what uh, Edward's movie ends up being because uh, mm-hmm. if it is <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> that was Nick's uh, excitement right there. It's just, it's so, it, like, as a remake, is it a remake? Is it more of a reboot? Like, what's going to stay the same? What's going to change? Uh, I think that's very. Because Plus America. Yeah. Uh, Partially, at least. Cranston's there, too. But, um,. No, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes, and I I really I do want to sit down and and watch Monsters, which is apparently available on Netflix uh, mm-hmm. before. It's very cool. Before uh, yeah, tell me when I'll watch it with you. Okay, I've, I've been meaning to rewatch it. The Blu-ray's been shuffling in and out of my Amazon cart for like two years now. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while to get going, but once it gets going, it's you're in it. Yeah. Did, when you watched it, did you get a did you get a sense of oh this makes this is why they picked Gareth Edwards? Well, well yeah, and yes, I had absolutely. I had seen it. I think I saw it when it first came out on DVD. I think Nick was like, "Dude, you gotta see this." Yeah, and I so I checked it out when it, as soon as it came out on DVD. I'm like, "Yeah, this was on you know Nick's suggestions," and um, I liked it a lot. And, and and I I don't think he was announced at that point in time no. to be doing Godzilla. So. I remember, yeah, I saw the movie, and then a couple years later, they were like, he's been tapped, and I was like, who was that? The name is familiar. I looked it up. I was like, oh, hell yes, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> totally, absolutely. So no, he's he's a great choice. Um, I'm I'm super psyched. To see everything that they've released thus far, I wish just for one. I wish you would watch the trailer just once after watching the old one to see the trailer for the new one, and then just be like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd probably. There, there might be soiled shorts going on. Perhaps. I mean, we were in the theater and I heard the new roar, which is like the old one, but with that after, like that gurgle that he does, like of yep. just like his. Uh, what kind of what other animal does that? Where they kind of growl in their throat, like they have the, I don't know. It's got that their, bubbling sound. Cockles. Yeah, just kind of this resonant. Once the roar dies down, they kind of resonates. Like, yeah. oh god, damn! The, is it so? Cage. It is. Yes, it's so amazing. The uh, the original roar is here's a fun little factoid for you. They they created it by taking a large uh, bass string mm-hmm. bass and getting a glove and covering it in resin yeah. and just grinding it along and then playing it in reverse. That that's how they got the. But they I guess they couldn't do it for the remake. They couldn't they couldn't get it they right. Recreate so it. they had somebody go in and digitally create. This, this, you know. So yeah, they, it sounds like a lot like they sampled the old one and then just like added and. Sp- yeah, spruced it up a bit. Yeah, because that absolutely. that after that little rumble afterwards is what makes it so 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 cool. The screonk apparently is what it's called in Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we watched. I watched the trailer uh, for the new one with Gojo, and he had never seen a Godzilla movie before, and he didn't. He was like, "Why is Godzilla cool?" And I was like, "Dude, Godzilla was the best." It's like, amazing. I still have that OG Godzilla toy on my. It's on my windowsill. Yeah. And uh, I used to have a zillion of those, like all the different monsters. 
And so I showed him the trailer, and he was like, oh, my God. And then I just started pulling up pictures of, like, Godzilla from this, from everything, and he was like, this is so sweet. And I was like, yeah, and I just pulled up the size chart of all the monsters, I was like, how they rank? And he's like, holy crap. And I was like, yeah, dude. Well, like, Gojo's always loved OP things. Anything that's, oh, like, yeah. godlike power. So when we were watching, uh, we watched Space God- versus Space Godzilla versus Destroya, and he just, he was eating it up, man, because yeah. it was just like, oh, my God, this guy has super photon something or other. Yeah, it was good. Like, his love for Pacific Rim, obviously, like... Yeah. There's no way he wouldn't love that. There was a love for Kaiju movie. there that he did not realize yeah. was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, his love for OP characters mm-hmm. like Galactus, Silver <laughs> Surfer. He's kind of a Kaiju, too. The so. world eater. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so I think, yeah, I don't, we, don't, we don't really have to go into spoilers or anything. Um, I will say it's cool to watch the the Japanese and U.S. versions back-to-back. Back because they don't, um, they kind of complement each other nicely. It's cool to see... Um, there's no contradiction between the two that I could notice. Um, they kind of insert Raymond Burr's character in there as a way to kind of, you know, see things in the, from the American perspective, I guess. And it's very cool. He's, it's kind of neat to, um, to relive the events of Godzilla through the eyes of somebody who's a foreigner. Yeah. You know, that is interesting. Who's it's, not involved in the culture. Um, it's, it's like when they do a sequel that builds upon... Like, that's kind of takes place during the original sure. little bit, and they built, like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's it's neat. So if you if you have a chance, check them both out. For sure, if you're only going to see one, see the original um, yeah. Japanese version. But I think it's cool to watch both, so. All right. Uh, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Please write in. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, well, let us know what you think of anything that we talk about. All that good stuff. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And we could actually hear them if you called us at 248-7335-MFN or 7335-636. Um, keep it short. We'll put it on here. It'll be good. We'll talk about it. Um, at MFN Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Midwest Filmers Podcast on Vine and, Vine and Facebook. Um, we have a summer movie wager coming up. Wager ballots are going to be due after the second weekend in May. Uh, I will have a video up either before or sometime after. <laughs> that covers all possibilities. Uh, <laughs> I will have something up this week. So if it isn't up on the Facebook uh, within the next uh, day or so, uh, then then check back. Um, I'd like you all to take uh, take part in it, basically, and uh, <laughs> trying to guess the top ten uh, box office draws uh, worldwide. Uh, try to predict which movies are going to make the most money this summer. And uh, summer releases constitute from uh, the first weekend in May, meaning Spider-Man 2, and all the way to the end of August. Um, you could win a Blu-ray of your choice if uh, if you win. But uh, we'll see uh, more of an explanation up on, the, web- on uh, the website or on the Facebook. Look in those two places for it, uh, or on the Twitter. And uh, yeah. At Mr. John, thank you for our music and artwork. And, uh, I don't know, 74 episodes, guys. Yeah. We're 26 short of 100. Yeah. We're going to get there. What are we going to do for the 100th, boys? I don't know, man. We're yeah. just we're going to have to get everybody. We'll get Tim, we'll get Lance, we'll Everyone. get Gojo. Just a blowout. Everybody. Jeff Tanata, Stephen Tobolowsky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ultimate nerd drivel uh, episode. Maybe you can be like, hey, Stephen, please record a quick little uh, congratulations on 100 and just throw it into the episode. That'd be cool. I bet he would do it. He seems like a cool dude. Probably. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kyle X Y, go watch a movie. King Caesar. <laughs>
<laughs> super, super Gion. 